United States of Lead is an informative podcast that may contain sensitive material and the occasional F-bomb. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to United States of Lead, a podcast about crime, mental decline, and the lead threat that links them. We recently touched briefly on the history of lead exposure from alcohol consumption, and most notably, we touched on lead poisoning from wine. And what goes better with leaded wine than chocolate? Am I right? (laughs) So if you didn't get it from my joke, this week's topic is about lead exposure from consuming chocolate. Did you get that? When you when you threw that at me, I was like, "This is this has gone too far. This um, or has it or has it go, has it not gone far enough?" I mean, if the pun is there, yeah. So to anyone following Lead Safe Mama, which I highly recommend you do, she has posted about lead toxicity found in chocolate, and so I decided to do a little digging into the subject because, damn it, I fucking love chocolate, and this is really upsetting. From a 2016 article from CBS News, quote. A consumer group called As You So is based in San Francisco. It tested about 50 types of chocolate and says that 35 tested positive for lead or cadmium or both. Quote, we assumed that companies were testing their products before they put them on the market, but they're not, said As You So CEO Andrew Behar. And I think we already have touched on this a little bit that, I mean, they're required to test in a certain way, but how and when those tests happen aren't always what we, the consumer, imagine that it's the final product. The idea that you're going to test at one point. Mm-hmm. I took a test when I was in third grade, so I I should go to Harvard, right? Because I got a B minus on that. That's madness. Yeah, it is. And yet, here we are. So, <laughs> quote, the group found both lead and cadmium in 20 of the chocolates attested. Some of the more popular ones included lint 85% and lint 70% dark chocolate, dove dark chocolate eggs, as well as two from Trader Joe's. 73% cocoa, super dark, and the dark chocolate lovers bar, end quote. I started to see that it seems to be a lot with the dark chocolates. Quote, when it comes to lead, as you so found in 17 of the chocolates tested, including two from Cadbury, Royal Dark Mini Eggs, and Royal Dark Chocolate Bars. Lead was also found in two from Godiva, 72% and 50% cocoa dark chocolate, 
as well as Hershey's special dark chocolate. As for cadmium, it was found in seven chocolates, including Ghirardelli Intense Dark Twilight Delight and Dove Dark Chocolate. The FDA says even low levels of lead can affect a child's brain and the effects of lead exposure cannot be corrected, end quote. I find that so amusing that it, the FDA says this, but the FDA allows the baby food companies to only test the product when the fruits and vegetables come into the factory and not the product that's been sitting on the shelf for a month. It seems like it's, I'm not conspiracy theory guy. I hope that our listeners wouldn't think that we're like wearing tinfoil hats and mm-hmm. uh, praying to ancient aliens and everything, but. Uh, I, I kind of do though. I, I, <laughs> I just. I like you hear this crinkling as I take my hat off. Take my <laughs> We don't wear them all the time. No, Not all the time. Yeah, we'll just act like these factories. I don't wear that. What I think it, this sort of systematic ignorance is alarming. It's also bizarrely universal. What is going on? Like, I really want to figure out how did we create such a uniform standard of ignorance? Yeah. All I constantly picture is the shrug emoji. Right, right, Because right. we're in the age of social media, and that's just going to, like, in the next 10 years, that's just going to be what the response is from the FDA and the EPA is just, eh. So. What are you going to do? And it's not saying that everyone in these organizations are thinking like this, but as we showed, actually, I don't know if that episode's aired yet, but. When we talk about that timeline of Trump's 2017 presidency, firing scientists and experts and replacing them with people that don't even have college degrees, and then saying, well, this sector of the government says it's okay, leaving out the fact that they don't have any expertise in this subject. With that example, I think it's very difficult for people in general to wrap our heads around this. I firmly believe the agenda for the Trump administration and Trump specifically was to burn us all down, to really harm as many people as possible. I, I mean, he did say drain the swamp. He's projecting everything. So he yeah. knew that he was a swamp. He knew that he was a, a oh, force absolutely. that was going to come in and, and poison as much as he can. But here's the thing. He clearly has a psychosexual relationship with harming other people and getting away with it. All of this sort of, for me, starts to make sense, putting these incompetent people in place that just sort of reap all of the resources from uh, an organization. There's just a constant grift. It has nothing to do with an agenda of winning. It has to do with an agenda of hurting. He was with people who also, the corporations, the lobbyists, who clearly are like-minded. Oh, for sure. And I think in a lot of ways, they're in a similar boat. I don't think ExxonMobil wants the planet to win. They don't want their company to They're to focused on their profits, and that's they're all not, they're focused on. And it's really about being in a position where no one gets to tell me what to do. Well, just sorry, but we have to circle back to this, and I'm going mm-hmm. to constantly remind people and hope that people catch on to this, that it's Starvo. Yeah. And it's very studied, researched tactics of abusers. Trump's tactics, the people that Trump is in bed with, I mean, not literally, but maybe. And uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That's the thing. Who fucking knows? Because you never can tell the truth. It's (laughs) not Melania. it's, It's you deny, you deny, you deny. If you get caught, you continue to deny. 
If you get caught, you deny and attack the other side to deflect from the fact that you're spewing incorrect information. And then somehow you try to reverse who's the offender and who's the victim. If an abuser wanted to have a quiet, safe home, they wanted to have a partner that respected them, they would not behave and harm the way that they harm. They Mm -hmm. want something else. They want Mm -hmm. that control. They have a, a malformed understanding of how to show that they care, any number of things. There's a pathological misunderstanding of of how they're supposed to show up in the world. And it really comes back to control and like somehow harm equals helping. If they really wanted to have a safe and respectable home, they would behave differently. They would behave in safe and respectable ways. And if corporations or the, the administration, even the current administration wanted to have safe and respectable communities that have longevity and are thriving, we mm-hmm. would behave and have policies that support safe and respectable communities that are have longevity and are thriving. And we don't. We absolutely and don't. And yeah. healthy. Instead, we have, it's like going through the, this. we're in this state of exception where it's like, well, of course, we know that zero tolerance is, is best, but I mean, we can't really afford that. So like, mm-hmm. what's the smallest exception we can get away with, which is also what is the biggest exception we can afford? Yeah. What's considered safe is constantly yes. a lower number. Science evolves. And so that's another trap too, is like people get into false narratives, like the organizations that the NRA created to spread. And even the tobacco company openly saying all we need to do is just misinform people and they won't know what to listen to. Saying how, well, science is always changing as a negative. Science is meant to evolve and so is humanity. We're not meant to be constantly doing just the same old thing. Like we do the same old thing until we evolve to something more. And they use that as a means of trying to debunk science. And this number going down, like there is no safe amount. And it appears to me that it's, it keeps going down, but they refuse to just say, there's no safe level, even though most experts agree there is no safe amount of non-natural lead to be in your system. It's a kind of uh, a fantasy world. It's a kind of magical thinking. And we've known this. If we did have a greater uh, ability to test for all of these things, we would be able to accurately see how much lead is out there and move accordingly, make policy accordingly, purchase things accordingly. Mm -hmm. But all of that is obfuscated to such an incredible degree. I mean, it's just hidden and it's. And I want to go back to the fact of how hard it is to get a lead test done as an adult. And what these studies say and what the quote average Americans level is when the average American can't go get their lead tested. Can I read this? Is uh, This is from As You Sew. This is how they do their lead testing. Oh, yeah, on, on the chocolate bars. I just looked this up while we were talking and it said, yeah, this is for their chocolate. Heavy metals testing is conducted by an independent state certified laboratory with special accreditation in food testing. Measurements of lead and cadmium are conducted using inductively coupled plasma mass spectrometry following EPA protocols or similar standard methods. Laboratory results are reported in concentrations of lead and cadmium expressed in parts per million. 
And it goes on to just talk about more about how they collect and and share that data and how like different parts per bar versus like batches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing that threw me off is the inductively coupled plasma mass spectrometry, the ICP-MS. Like I don't have one of those things. I doubt I could afford one of those things. Companies are banking on the fact that nobody can do that. <laughs> Absolutely. But still, lead is kind of everywhere. So why isn't that something that's cheap? Like, why aren't we mass producing these things? And Just allowing somebody to get their $9 lead test done. Right. Well, and like John Oliver's expose that, mm-hmm. you know, th- those places where they develop on old smelter factories. And yes. I mean, are they included in this average American lead study? Do you know? And the Badger uh, ammunition plant that I'm looking at, how they were going to, I still have some research to do, but they had plans to build this corporation and then they realized how bad it was. And then they were going to still build housing. It's so interesting to me <laughs> that I'm going to call them like points and nodes. And I'm just having this thought right now. So uh, yeah. and it's like, it seems like these points of the farm or the raw material points, mm-hmm. the places that you, we can point to are the ones that we kind of hit. But mm-hmm. then these factories and these machines and these processes that a lot of different things come to. So you can have baby food coming into the same environment i'm making an extreme example now Mm -hmm. but coming into the same environment as another product and then using in some way like the same machine that makes the bottle for the baby food or something like that Mm -hmm. and that node where there's a lot of different things coming in and a lot of different things coming out those aren't called out so we start at the start but then as things mix together we're not calling out those points of distribution. And I wonder if that's because that would be unbelievably messy. Mm -hmm. So if like one thing comes in, we can point back and say, oh, it was this farm on this day. Mm -hmm. So we're going to find them. They're horrible people. Oh, this is awful. Yeah, they seem to do it with the the sources, don't they? And we've solved the problem. We've fixed lead. But (laughs) these nodes where all this stuff comes together, that is like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. We tested it. We already tested it. I don't know what else we can do. Well, that's the perfect segue to getting back to chocolate. So <laughs> we really jumped into that. <laughs> like, what were we talking about? Um, of course, the companies manufacturing these products heard the results and halted everything to figure out where the source of lead and cadmium is coming from, right? Of course not. And from that same CBS article we were talking about, quote, as you so approached all companies with their results and say that only two of the companies have asked to work with them to fix the problem. Now, they asked to work with them. That doesn't mean they're going to follow through. As we've learned, it's very easy to say one thing and then do something completely different. The other companies denied there was any wrongdoing. The National Confectioners Association issued a statement, quote, Consumers can rest assured that our products are safe and that our industry adheres to all government regulations, end quote. Now, that to me just screams what the baby food manufacturers were saying. Right. And how misleading that is. 
Quote, as you so also listed, all of the chocolates that were found to be free of lead or cadmium, which I found actually very surprising, were Snickers, Hershey's Kisses, and M&M's. I also question the M&M's candy shell. I feel like there's um, something going on there. You think they but, just tested the, the chocolate, not the shell? Oh, no, I think they tested it. I'm just saying I feel like there's other shit in the candy shells. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> sure. What stood out for me from the National Confectioners Association is that our industry adheres to all government regulations. Yes. That's the song of the polluter, of the poisoner. Yes. And how those regulations require you to test the source of the product when it yes. comes into your factory. And then oh, that's it. We're good. So according to a CNN article from 2016, quote, when it comes specifically to chocolate, FDA regulations say no more than 0.1 parts per million of lead in a piece of chocolate. If you broke up a candy bar into a million pieces, just one-tenth of one of those million pieces could be lead, end quote. So how on earth are they telling the truth? Like, how are that companies getting great... away with this? If you did listen to our episodes on baby food and canned goods, you probably know where this is going. From that same CNN article, quote, CNN reached out to the manufacturers tested and several replied by the time of the publication. All companies said that the products were safe and that the metals were from naturally occurring sources. Choco Love said, quote, the types of amounts of elements in a food product can come from soil and natural growing of the plant and, or from the food processing. There is significant distinction between natural occurring components of the soil and the plant being in food versus contamination added by incorrect food contact sources, adding elements to the food, end quote. There is natural occurring lead, but I don't think that, did they, did they really answer anything there? I went up the screen and I'm trying to follow, that's so, I don't know if you're reading that from my face. I am. Uh, yeah, there's like, <laughs> I'm trying to follow the logic here and I'm. <laughs> I don't really feel like they actually answered. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, love. Well played. Well, Earth Circle Foods, which, by the way, I've never heard of any of these companies, so I'm curious as to what they make. But Earth Circle Foods said, quote, we're involved in discussions with As You So. We dispute these claims. We have a testing program in place, and we believe that this product is safe, end quote. So these companies want to distract consumers by only talking about the cocoa beans and that the exposure is coming from where the cocoa beans are coming from. Well, as you probably guessed... I'm going to call bullshit on that. According to a study published on the National Library of Medicine's website entitled Lead and Cocoa Products, where does contamination come from? <laughs> where does it come from, Andrea? A quote, manufactured cocoa products frequently have higher lead concentrations than other foods. Even though cocoa beans, the main ingredient, have some of the lowest reported lead levels for any natural food. In 2007, the Codex... Alimentarius Commission, an international body based in Rome, you know, OG <laughs> lead poisoners, proposed reducing the maximum permissible level of lead in cocoa products by half, 100 nanograms per gram for cocoa butter and 1,000 nanograms for cocoa powder. At a 2002 meeting in Africa, where most of the world's cocoa supply originates, producers agreed to reduce lead in their products they needed to research to identify the source of contamination. Just a little history about that, too, from this article, quote, lead contamination of candies has been recognized as a problem since 1820 when a British study found the poison widespread in London's confectionery products. Did you know about this, by the way? Uh, no. Okay, I'm 
don't, I'm not. Oh, is this the sweetened? Because they made it. They wanted to. They wanted. They added it to make it sweeter. No, I don't think so. I just think it's contaminated. This is 1820. And that's what I'm saying. It's like they would have added. They added lead to. They added what is it? Plumbum. <laughs> well, yeah, good old plumbum. Uh, to make things a little sweeter. Yeah, I don't know if they were still doing okay. it this late in the game. Okay. Because I feel like the 1600s is when they put a big stop to that with. But then again, there it's still in certain candies. What was that candy from Mexico? Yeah, I mean, it's in toothpaste. I think you're thinking more institutionally than I think we were able to. Because things were happening regionally. and Touche, yeah. Well, this I don't know if this specifies, but let's get further into okay. it and see. In recent years, documented lead content in candy has ranged from a mean concentration of 21 nanograms per gram in milk chocolate bars in Australia study to an average of 1,920 nanograms per gram in chocolate seen in research in India. In Nigeria, a 1999 study found an average of 310 nanograms per gram lead in cocoa powders. Lead is caused, known to cause anemia, muscle weakness, brain damage, and is children are particularly susceptible to the effects. But again, no amount of lead is safe for adults or children. Can you just give me those numbers one more time? So it's like went from one number to like a four-digit number and then back to a three-digit number. What were the numbers again? So in Australia, their study showed an average of 1,920 nanograms per gram in chocolate. Okay. Or I'm sorry. In Australia, it was 21 nanograms per gram in milk chocolate. And then in India, it was 1,920 nanograms per gram. Huge in a recent jump. study. Yeah, and P.S. U.S. Oh, wait, there it is. Okay, so that's fucking weird. They bring up Australia, Nigeria, India, right? Yep. For specifically to cocoa. And then in parentheses, they have, for comparison, the mean lead concentration for apples is 20 nanograms per gram. 200 nanograms per gram for dry table wine and 100 nanograms per gram for canned pineapple. Why is the U.S. not in there? Is there no, no. data available? You know what I'm saying? Like it's that company that, as you saw, didn't. And but that is I, uh, what years you said some years that were associated with the with studies these from studies. 2005. So in 2006, wasn't the 2016? Oh no, that's uh, the CNN yeah. article. Well, that studies in that article from 2016. So that's, I'm sure the study was done in 2016 or 2015. It's just strange that they're going to put in information about U.S. lead levels, but have nothing about the actual chocolate content, which is what this whole entire study is about. I wonder if there isn't a lot of information available there and there wasn't. Yeah, it's, it's just odd to me. Or it's so bizarrely off that they were like, we can't really put this in without people asking questions. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the, yeah. It's so weird. At least like with the baby food, they showed the specifics of how high it was over the limits that as you so article to the best of my knowledge, didn't put actual data, did they? They do. Oh, they do. Well, I don't know if the article does, but their website is, has a pretty cool grid. Oh, okay. And they also, I mean, they seem to be marketing fundraising for this effort. And they also uh, have a section where you can request a specific candy bar that's not on their can matrix. Can you share the screen to show that graph? Yeah. I just want to see it. Absolutely. Let me, I'm going to pull it up and then I'll share. Here are their initiatives. Oh, nice. Toxic chocolate. So 
So we click here to see the results. Mm -hmm. And then here, the, before we do that, here's this request a test. And they, nice. have a they have a pretty cool thing where it's like, we can't do this with everything. Uh, yeah. But you could give us a little scratch and I think we could find it, you know. That just made me think. So while I was getting some pictures for TikTok for a one on de decanters, mm -hmm. on Amazon, I was looking at decanters and how many of them say lead free on them. Interesting. Yeah come from China and there's no regulations. Like there's nothing that says like certified. And I've even asked a couple of questions, like, is this certified lead free? I don't see any certifications, but it says it's lead free. Are people I, testing these? Yeah. You know, yeah. cause like you can slap lead free on something and doesn't mean it's lead free. Like organic so actually, or diet. Yeah. That's like something I want to, if let's say if mama hears this to, Get some of those decanters from Amazon that say lead free, put some alcohol in it, let it sit for a couple months and test it because that, I mean, that's suable, right? You'd be liable if you say something's lead free and it's not lead free. Would you? I don't know. That's what I mean. Are we at a state in our society where you wouldn't be held liable for saying something is oh, what it I... isn't? Yes. <laughs> I think, uh, God. Like obviously you'd have to test it right when you put it in the or before you put it in the decanter. Sure. You'd have to test it and then test it like a month later. And if it increases, well then that's bullshit that the decanter doesn't have any lead. I what? think that the notion of criminality has never been more obfuscated for people in power than it is right now. Yeah, so that's what's scary is this company said lead free because they know people are now looking. Mm-hmm. But is there any accountability? I, I wish I had some some spare money that I could buy some of these decanters and do this because I, I really want to know, especially the ones that are super cheap. Oh, especially the ones that are super cheap. Yeah. There's like a $60 one that says lead free and then there's a $13 one that says it's lead free. For some reason, Zoom decided not to save all of the audio from our recording this week. And unfortunately, due to lack of resources and time, I am unable to go back and pull the separate audio tracks that we record on Audacity and edit those. But once we do have more time and resources, I do plan on going back and editing all the episodes with those original tracks and not relying so heavily on the Zoom audio recordings. So once again, apologies, but we hope you still enjoy the show. Okay, so it's saying micrograms per serving. Damn. Yes. Okay, I like that they have it green and red too. We had a discussion before this about people who don't, who have any terminology outside of <gasps> Barksons. zero. Yeah. And, yeah, I know. I, I, Damn. You know, yeah. let's do this for a total recall. I, I know it's not a recall, but should be recalled. <laughs> but also check out their test dates. I mean, these are pretty... This Fuck. is this year. And if we even oh, go all the way. Yeah. Holy sh Oh no, that's the coffee I drank. So No. It goes back kind of yeah. It's just really impressive. And I literally drank whoa, whoa, that whoa, whoa, coffee whoa. this morning. Toberone. Zero. I mean, that was a while ago. So, you know. I'm sure they're using the same fucking factory to make that shit. Congratulations, Toberon. Congratulations, Toberon. You've been around for hundreds of years and you deserve it. Fucking champs. Well done. God damn. Okay, so Toberon. I like that there are some that with zero. Apparently it's possible. Apparently it's the possible is, though, to not have toxins. 
historically recognized toxins in our bodies, uh, in our in our food. Who knew? Going to the bullshit that it's coming from the cocoa bean. Because <laughs> he's. How the fuck do they have zero if it's coming from the fucking cocoa bean? That's the magic of Swiss chocolate, apparently. <laughs> they just have these magicians that. They got that German chocolate. They got that Germanic (laughs) chocolate. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, that pisses me off. Okay, so So going back to those companies Mm -hmm. that are saying, well, it's just natural current thing. It's just going to fucking be there. Paul Kramer just proved you wrong on the (laughs) As You So website. But yes, please, let's go through these because my coffee that I literally just drank from the co-op was on there and I can't deal with that right now. (laughs) <laughs> the team also compared the cocoa bees with finished cocoa products and found much higher lead concentrations and greater variability in the isotopic composition among the finished products. They uh-huh. therefore deduced that most of the contamination occurred after the cocoa left the farm stage. While cocoa bean shells may be a source of lead, most contamination occurs during shipping or processing of the beans and in manufacturing. And further research on those stages of the process will help to isolate the source, end quote. This goes exactly to what you just said. There's no fucking studies of that. Even if it is from the bean, like in the the worst case scenario of like, this is something that's being leached from the soil, the bean is transporting the lead to the production site, and then that concentration is what's causing, has nothing to do with any other factors. Mm -hmm. Even if you blame the bean, they're blaming the shell and the soil because those things have these lead, but the bean is what you're using. Right. And that so, bean only has 0.1 to point to 1.7. Even if you blame the shell, you're still responsible as the aggregator. You're bringing all of this material together. That's like if it's just the bean and the and everything that comes with it. But it's I am willing to say, I'm willing to question rather that it's not just the bean. And there's other materials and there are chemicals and there are or machines. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have we talked about Batman? I keep thinking about this every time we talk yeah, about this. I don't think so. Like in Batman with Michael Keaton, how he's like, it's not one thing. The Joker's thing was like, you have to wear the makeup and the eyeshadow and drink the coffee in order to get poisoned. That's why they couldn't find the poison. Anyway. Michael Keaton, Batman, 1989, Prince lyrics. It was all great. And I think that set up Besides for how the- Besides the like memorable cups that were probably filled with lead. Don't drink oh. those. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good solid chance they were. But I keep thinking of that scheme of how they were able to solve, how Batman would solve this. It's like, yeah, it's not just one thing. You got to look at the whole process. Going back to these manufacturers saying, well, I mean, well, it must be coming from the, and only focusing on the cocoa bean. Yeah. Like you said, there's flour and we know that there's contamination in flour mills. I don't know if necessarily modern flour mills, but that was a big source of lead contamination was from flour mills because of the vessels that they were using to mill the flour. Why would you not check for this? It's everywhere. And going back to the baby food manufacturers and well, we're testing this stuff when it comes in, but you're refusing to test it after it's manufactured? Yeah. Sitting in your glass jars. As far as FDA regulations considered okay. I feel like it's, if nothing else, it should just be embarrassing. You're harming people, but it's also just so embarrassing. So now, shame. I, it is. 
Well, according to McGill's Office for Science and Society, quote, so how much should we worry about eating chocolate? Let's play with numbers a little. Total avoidance of lead is impossible. <laughs> Just going to end quote there quick because there's your answer that as far as having these regular, well, there's, eh, just, there's nothing you can do about it. So, but they say, quote, the World Health Organization has determined that a tolerable daily intake for children, again, tolerable is 3.6 micrograms per day. This means that even if the amount is consumed every day, no problems are foreseen, end quote. That's not true when no safe amount of lead in your system is what a resounding amount of experts say. And also that it accumulates in, in your body. It's not like you eat it and then it goes away. There's that great infograph that, or infographic that I shared with you where you see, actually see the lead replace calcium. Right. And the receptors. I want to share that with people in our, when we get to the lead-blooded American. We talk about this stuff, but we're not actually physically seeing what it does, you know? Quote, a 20 kilogram child can therefore consume 72 micrograms of lead a day. Dark chocolate has the most lead with 0.07 micrograms per gram. That means 50 grams, a pretty good chunk of chocolate, will only contain 3.5 micrograms of lead. Milk chocolate has less, but cocoa powder has more at 0.25 micrograms per gram. But a serving of cocoa would only be about 7 grams, which yields 1.7 micrograms of lead. Far from the daily tolerable limit of 72, end quote. This conversation, like, I'm, I think I'm giving them maybe more of the benefit of the doubt. I know I'm giving them more than you, and I think maybe more than they deserve. But even just listening to you read this, I still am not too banged up about this wording. And I just want to share why. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they're having, maybe I'm reading what I want to happen in this. And that is they're actually having a discussion about numbers and there's a real discussion about mitigating a reality. So like the tr it is true, like lead is all around us, right? We can't dispel it. It's a naturally occurring element. Mm -hmm. But all of this would mean that we would know what was around us. We would have mm -hmm. a way of testing it. We would have a way of ringing an alarm if it got to, if we got close to like, if we were in the 60s, if we were in the 50s for too long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I totally get it. Like, I, I, it's gross to be like, oh, you just can't avoid it. I think in some ways that's true. But Since it's you still can't something... avoid it, just deal with it. But that goes back to that topic we were talking about. But I think we're not dealing with it. You know what that's I'm saying? A, they're, not, yeah. they're not letting us deal with it. So, like, the picture that I'm getting from this is, like, this perfect world where we would have all this information. And we actually... A world where there's where there's <laughs> Let us all live in a Toblerone world. Absolutely. That's the Toblerone world. New t-shirt. I want to live in a Toblerone world. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to contact Toblerone. I yeah. be like, you know what, Toblerone? Well done. Well fucking done. Fucking... Of course, it's in Switzerland, too. Yeah. Fucking heaven on earth. I want to live in a Toblerone world. Though. And I'm going to go buy some Toblerone now. I'm going to buy a whole box of Toblerone just to show my support for yeah. them doing their part. Chocolate little pyramids, chocolate little triangles. Heaven. Mm -hmm. Heaven in a triangle pyramid. They're telling us there's no possible way to avoid lead in your products in your candy, but fucking Toblerone's out there and they're doing it. 
And there are other companies listed there that were doing it. That alone is fucking frustrating. And what were those micro like? So you're the ones that you had, it was like one, two, three. I mean, they were all over the place, right? They were all over the place. A lot of them were like uh, six micrograms. Most of them were like 0. like 0.1, 0. Mm-hmm. 0.3. I'm looking at them. Am I looking at them? No. Trying to look at them. So this is where I don't get it. You should okay. have to test it when it comes into the into the manufacturer, right? I agree. The, the farmer who's selling you the cocoa beans. Yeah. They should have to have a test that says this only has this many micrograms of lead when we pluck it from the soil. Then after it gets shipped, the manufacturer should have to test it again mm-hmm. and show that it's consistent that it still only has 0.2 micrograms from the farm. If it goes up, then gee, something happening in between shipping. And then after it's manufactured, it should have to be tested again. There should have to be three fucking tests. And if it's going up, then you fucking deal with whatever part is making it go up. You don't just go, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like there's a model that involves shipping, like where you do this, where you put something in a container and then you put a seal and you write something on there or whatever. And then, you know, whenever it gets to wherever it's going, you look and you see if the seal's been cracked. If the seal hasn't been cracked, then you're fine. I feel like that mentality in the best case scenario, like if there was no cover up or if there was no this intentional ignorance that I, this manufactured ignorance that I'm really curious if if that's uh, what's going on here. But um, with the wording they use, it's, there's no way it's ignorance. They're very specific on on picking their wording. They're not saying that their product is being tested after it's manufactured. No, they're saying focusing on the fucking cocoa beans and that they've, they follow all, Regulations. All regu- all stated regulations, absolutely. Without explaining what those regulations are. Or if they exist. Or if they exist, you're right, because some, in some of them they don't. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, it makes me want to scream. And so, again, just have to circle back once again how it <laughs> seems that this is always following on the consumer to figure out that we have to have these independent places that need funding to even test this stuff. Because we don't have the funds or means to test this clearly by what you said that they use for their testing. Right. Instead of holding these companies accountable, just not to... Poisonous? Make, yes, poisonous products. And again, that slippery slope of coming from McGill of like, well, this is what's tolerable. And then you're opening the floodgate for these companies to continually increase. And why lead exposure has increased in the United States since 2020. You give, it's like they say, in Little Mermaid, you give them an inch, they swim all over. Like, stop giving, <laughs> stop giving them the fucking inch. I just, I hate it. I can't say that I don't understand where we've gotten here. We've always been here. That's the thing. Leaded gas, lead paint, smeltering, ammunition. We've always been here. I think tobacco was the final camel that broke the corporation's back in a sense of, okay, it happened with leaded gas and it happened with lead paint. and. Tobacco was a big one as far as revenue. They couldn't change their ways and produce healthy things for people. They had to find a way to get away with it. Like, that's their mentality. Yeah, I mean, they softened the blow as much as they could, though. I mean, I understand, like, the tobacco companies took a big hit, but we didn't all, like, jump to our feet. We didn't ban smoking. We didn't absolutely. We didn't. We didn't just just ban smoking. We didn't just tax it out of existence. 
and more importantly, I would say we didn't we didn't really learn from that. We kind of won this war so that we could they could let us retreat back to our starburst eating selves and back into my little shell and I don't have to worry about anything because we should have that same mentality with the environment. We should have the same mentality with how we're educated. And then also what we talk about with lead. I mean, this is just common sense stuff. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we want to look at this? This is my full stop with this McGill conversation. Oh, of sure. The daily tolerable limit. There is no amount of lead that is safe in your body. Full totally. stop, fucking stop. These numbers keep decreasing because science keeps evolving. The majority of experts will say that there is no amount. And, you know, they hit it right there. Avoidance Mm -hmm. of lead is impossible. So just fucking deal with it. I know what you're saying. I agree with you. That has to be an immovable position. So I'm thinking about this in terms of debt. Sometimes we take on debt so that we can grow. We can do Mm -hmm. something and like we don't want that, but... And sometimes we take on health debt. Like, I know I did that in school. I just gained a bunch of weight. And it's like, well, this, I don't know any other way of, of handling this kind of stress. So I took a, a health loan out, and now I'm paying the cost on that. I'm seeing the accountability for the farmers. Right. And there's just an absolute halt once yeah. that cocoa bean makes its way into the product. Into the manufacturer, into the more... Yeah, they test it Robust when it gets corporation. there. Mm-hmm. They're testing it when the cocoa bean arrives. But then after that, oh, don't you dare ask us to, again, with the baby food, with the canned fruits and vegetables. Right. It all halts once it gets into, once it's in the manufacturer's factory. The correlation between all three of those industries having that same method is, is very just, it's fucked up. Appreciate your tenacity with this point i think it's all about this exception so like although this logic makes sense it's not sound we end up hurting ourselves we end up hurting when when we're trying to figure out like what the safe level is Mm -hmm. yeah and then again like saying okay so it's 0.2 nanograms from the cocoa bean when it gets there yeah but then it's six micrograms when it leaves the factory and that there's, I mean, no, there's nobody stepping in and going, we need to look at all the parts of your yeah. production. That's that lead genie. I just am <laughs> <I'm> only eating <laughs> Toblerone for the rest of my fucking life. Congratulations, Toblerone, because I hope your sales just skyrocket it and then you're not going to have enough uh, means of making it. And then you're going to end up using lead in your manufacturing because you have to keep up with the production. <laughs> just kidding. I hope not. Please don't do that. Well, that's all we have right now for this week's episode. Obviously, there's a lot more to look into, and we will be doing a YouTube episode for Total Recalls slash should be recalled, but never was recalled of the chocolate and apparently coffee that was listed on their site that is just making me very depressed. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to United States of Lead. Hosted by Andrea Elizabeth and Paul Kramer. Want to know more about this subject? Consider making a donation on Patreon, where you can unlock extended video episodes and bonus content like deep dives and exclusive interviews. Just a quick disclaimer, Andrea and Paul are not experts in lead poisoning. We do ask that you check our sources and read up a little bit more on your own. Thanks again for listening.